Hey, Wanna Be On Top listeners, it's Shea Coulee here, and today I am following up with my pal Joel Kim Booster. We are about to catch up about growing up together, what it's been like since moving to LA, and a whole bunch of other things besides we asked Joel what he would wear to our 20th high school reunion. Sit back, baby. It's good vibes only from here on out. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I am joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. Maxwell, how's it going today? What's on the agenda? Hey, Shay. Things are going great. So let's remind everybody on Monday, we chatted with our friend Joel about um, we met all the girls. We met all the contestants. We saw them get thrown into the city of New York and we watched them move into their penthouse. We critiqued their first photo shoots and we all decided what eves we were going to be. And today we're just going to kick it with our friend Joel and just catch up about what he's been up to since you guys left Plainfield. (laughs) (laughs) yes that's right baby look let's get things going by welcoming back my friend the one the only joel kim booster hey babe hi how are you i'm doing great i'm doing great i had such a blast recording the last episode i can't wait to just shoot the shit with you now oh my god yes it was so fun so like we ended our show on monday discussing how Anna didn't want to be too sexy on the photo shoot and was sent home. And uh, that seems to be a little bit of a trend in the ANTM franchise when you really think about it. And you'd think these girls would learn. Do I they not watch know. the show? Yeah, sometimes you really just got to like take it off, you know? It's like that's what, what, what part of being a model is about, being comfortable in your own skin, which actually I was just thinking about, you know, in terms of like the way like things have like really, really changed in the industry. Um, Lizzo's recent photo that she had posted on her Instagram, her um, unedited nude selfie that she did for Dub that I just thought was like really, really gorgeous um even my mom had mentioned it to me and you know when my mom is bringing up um popular culture that that means that it really has an impact because she is unplugged like truly like (laughs) the rev Um, the reverend yes oh good old um marilyn merrill so okay let's go back to early 2000s 2004 Tell me, Joel, where were you? What were you up to uh, at this point in time? 2004, Jaron, I don't think you remember, was a huge, huge year for me because it was the year that I was sent to public school for the first time after being homeschooled from the time I was born until my junior year of high school, which was the start of 2004. And that was when I was sent to Plainfield Central High School into your arms 
in concert choir. Um, I still remember that. I mean, the choir and th- like theater stuff is literally how I convinced my parents to send me to school because I was like, this is the one thing that we I can't do at home. There's not mm-hmm. anything like it. I want to be a part of the arts, baby. Send me to mm-hmm. h- to high school. And so they did. And um, within one month of being at public school, I came flying out of the closet to Kristen Roeder. Um, smoked weed for the first time drank for the first time uh, oh my god i remember hearing about that for the first time i mean all of it um i was so so like a pressure under so much pressure that i just like exploded as soon as i had a little bit of freedom oh my god yeah i remember um because obviously we're in these like um after school activities together hearing about you smoke weed for the first time and (laughs) and i remember the first thought just my first thought being um God, where did he get it from? <laughs> Everyone was like shocked, like, and I was just all like, oh, where, who, who's the plug? This girl you named Marielle. <laughs> this girl named Marielle. That's all I can remember now. Um, too much weed. Forgot her name. Um, but yeah, oh boy, what a time. What a time. What was our first play that we did together? Was it um, Up the Down Staircase? Oh my God. <laughs> that. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Um, up the down staircase, the uh, Plainfield Central High School. The uh, inspiration fall. for Dangerous Minds. Oh, l- look at that. The more you know. And Shooting Star. Directed by um, none other than the iconic Loretta McCarthy, um, um, aunt to Melissa McCarthy, um, the, the, the McCarthy uh, dynasty and the... Uh, theater at Plainfield High School was strong. These really kids strong. do not know what they missed out on with Mrs. McCarthy. I mean, the things <laughs> the things that she taught me about acting, like one of the, the basic tenets of acting that she taught me is always keep your hands above your waist. Uh, Same. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. like one big thing was, oh, like if you're acting, your hands are above your waist. Always, 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 always. Absolutely. And she was not wrong because she was just like, if you drop your hands below your waist, you drop your energy. Always keep it up. And I think about it, too. And I think about when we uh, when you're just like thinking about TV and like shots, you know, and like most of those like medium shots, you know, it looks odd if someone's arms are hanging out. And by keeping like your hands and things like activated, it just makes you that much more. Um, in the moment, appealing. It's great. It's good advice. It's like old Hollywood advice. Yeah, you know, you were getting that. some like strong, strong. Uh, her her hair. Um, oh my god, the way she never remembered anyone's name, so everyone was friend. Do you yes. remember that? Like she would just be like, "Good job, friend." Friend. Hello, friend. Oh my goodness, yes. And it was just so. If you if you ever caught her on a good day and she actually did utter your name because the stage manager happened to whisper it to her before you walked by, <laughs> you just felt so good. You felt so good. You're like, she knows me. Oh gosh. And I'm just even thinking outside of high school, we even did, you know, we were taught we talked uh earlier this week on Monday about doing Little Shop of Horrors together. And I still really, really loved that experience i remember uh we always carpooled together and you're um like what was it like a honda like civic, civic yeah busted, honda civic like what ass. year was it it was like it was, she was like 
Yeah, it was like a 1990 Honda Civic, and it was a stick shift, and boy, oh boy, did I run that car into the ground. I paid $500, bought it from Angie Witt in the parking lot of our school. She gave me one lesson on how to drive stick, and then I had to sort of tough it out from there. What a magical experience that car was. No radio. Uh-uh. Um, uh-uh. No. Just like playing, no phone to play music off of. I had like a portable DVD player that I used to play CDs from in the car, <laughs> um, and that's how we would we would listen to the soundtrack. That was such a dramatic production because it was this this uh, like theater um, called Only a Stage where you could pay. It was like pay to play, and you would take classes and also do productions there. And I just remember we were doing Little Shop of Horrors, and our director Matt quit. Midway through. Do you remember this? He quit yes. midway through. Mm-hmm. Margot Krug, got <laughs> rest her soul. Rest her um, soul. She had to come in and direct us. And we pulled that shit together. together. It was like an inspirational fucking Bad News Bears. Like <laughs> We were just like a hodgepodge of kids. And we put that show together. And it was still one of my favorite shows. I mean, it was in this like decrepit like warehouse (laughs) space very lo-fi i mean the plant was dope audrey too was dope we they 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 spent some money to rent that plant they really did they really did you know but that stage was tiny it was because the plant took up most of 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 the space and and for the first half of the show we're like we're just gonna pretend like that plant's not there (laughs) we're not gonna light it and the audience is not gonna notice this plant They're only going to focus on your little puppet. My little puppet (laughs) voiced by Shea Coulee herself. Oh, my God. It is my claim to fame. I literally, the the amount of people, the the number of times I've been sitting watching fucking Drag Race with someone being like, you know, I was in a little shop of horrors with that. (laughs) (laughs) The current reading? Yeah. I was in a little shop of horrors with her. Uh, yes it's it's my favorite my favorite in fact i think i met one of your drag children recently when i was back home in chicago and i literally dropped that tidbit (laughs) (laughs) you know me and your mama were in a play once yes multiples we used to dress up in medieval garb y'all oh my god and 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 tour around the suburbs and sing at um golf courses and and such for and have a madrigals dinner catered by some of the most just greasy the the coldest chicken and carrots Mm -hmm. and peas you can possibly imagine it was glamour it was very dinner theater we go so far back. Um, we go pre your coming out, and I remember you casually coming out as bi on the walk <laughs> on walking outside of school. Um, I just remember it was like because I remember my coming out was so dramatic. I cried in 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 three um, B lunch to Kristen Roder when I came out, and here you were just like striding out of school. We were walking next to our friend Lindsay, and you were just like, "Yeah, I'm bi, and I'm going on a date with a man." Um, and, it just, it was, and it was like Tony. It was, I think it was this Tony. kid named Tony. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so cute. And I was yeah. so jealous. I was so jealous <laughs> of your confidence. I was so jealous you were going out with Tony. I was so jealous of the whole thing. I was so mad. God, you know, uh, it was it was so... I remember, too, because it, it, was, it was so dramatic. I love how you. it feels like it was seamless, because for me, it felt so dramatic, just like even uttering the words that I was like, even slightly queer, it just, you know, was still so crazy for me. Just 
absolutely living in this super religious household because I was just all like, um, I hope I don't tell my friends and then one day they don't see me again because like my parents went nuts and kicked me out. Luckily they were, they were, uh, totally cool with it because you know, they, uh, love their kids. So like kudos to them, but it was, it was so, it was so crazy. And I, and I just remember it was like one of those times where it just felt like all of a sudden there was all these revelations of all these kids, these these people that, you know, we were all all the theater geeks were just all like, hey, everybody, we're all just kind of like we're all gay. Yeah, it was a domino effect. It definitely it really was, was a domino effect. You smoked weed, sucked a dick, came out, and then everybody just wanted to <laughs> admit that they also wanted to suck dicks too. You're, you're such a trendsetter. <laughs> I, I wasn't the first, though. Do you remember Kevin Gavillay was the first, technically, who was out in high school? Um, yeah, he was technically the first one, and then I followed suit, and then... That was like that was oh. when, every, when it was like a tidal wave of kids coming out at our high school. Kevin Gavile, I name forgot. From the past. Uh, yeah. I my oh my gosh, wow, that really just shook me, like just really sucked me all the way back um, to that time. Wow. Um, hope you're doing well, um, Kevin Gavile, wherever you are wherever out you there. Are. I think yeah. he's he married was... now. So okay, work, work. I think him and Mike Ziller are both gay married. So God bless. They're doing well. Everyone's killing it. We love that. We absolutely love that. It's so good to hear. We are um, going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to continue catching up with our girl, Joel Kim Booster. We'll be right back. All right. Are back. We are chatting with our girl Joel Kim Booster. We were catching up about our times together back in good old Plainfield, Illinois. But I am so curious to see how life is treating you in uh, LA. How long have you been out in the West Coast now? Joel? Um, I want to say it's been a. It's been since like. 2018 i don't know covid has fucked up my conception of time like that whole year is lost like i Mm -hmm. refuse to accept like i keep telling people i've been here for two years because i refuse to accept that covid was a year like i haven't changed my age on grinder yet i'm still 32 on grinder and i refuse (laughs) to be 33 until someone you know forces me dragging kicking me screaming over that that line into 33 on grinder because covid (laughs) doesn't count as a year i'm still 32 i refuse to accept it um, but no, I moved from New York to L.A. Um, 2018 and have been here ever since and just um, just kicking it and um, living my life. And how long were you in New York? Five years. Yeah. Five years. OK. Yes. OK. Did you ever and, do New York? Um, No, I've literally always just stayed in Chicago. <laughs> like, I just I don't know. I really like the the cheap rent. It, it, it it it's really cute to me and it, it makes flights easier you know it's to new york true. or LA. i mean if you can if you can do it like it, you make chicago work then make chicago work because it is like why not i i it's like to run city. out to la in the winter yes ma'am you know and then just like you know hide out in la while it's like really disgusting here and that's just kind of like uh my little plan but you um Going back to to this timeline, because I was like, oh, my God, we jumped to L.A. all the way from high school. But after high school, I almost wanted to, I'm like, did you go 
downstate or did you go to school? Did. You did. did. Were you Millican at Millican University? Yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah. Millican oh University, God. downstate Illinois, alongside because I followed one Miss Emily Fitzpatrick, um, <laughs> prom date Emily. extraordinaire. Yes, queen. Queen stays queen. Yes, I followed yes. her down there. It was the only school I applied to. Um, and it was a blast. I mean, boy, oh boy, was it fucking a lot of money that I put myself in debt through to to go there. But um, I had a blast, and I met a lot of great people, and um, studied theater, got to perform a shit ton, and learned a shit ton. Um, and then after that, that's when I moved to Chicago, the city proper. Um, yes, and that's when we started. I, I I started seeing you, but I don't even think you were doing drag when I was in Chicago yet. No, I was still um, in theater doing costume design and uh, trying to uh, pursue design as a passion. And it really was not giving me what it needed to give. I just was like, I have all these creative concepts and I have nowhere to put them. I'm just all like, them living on paper is not enough. And it really took me seeing RuPaul's Drag Race to be like, Hmm. I think that that looks kind of fierce. So it's just like it I feel like of all of your skill sets. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was mean, like, let's do it. Chicago. I, I I don't blame you for staying in it as a drag queen for staying in Chicago because it is still some of the best drag I've ever seen. It's where I fell in love with drag. I mean, my first drag show. Can I tell you? My first drag show was Taj Mahal, <gasps> mother to Jada and Kamora. Um. R.I.P. One of R.I.P. the greatest rest in peace. So healing to watch her. Mm-hmm. She would do these gospel numbers. Yeah. And even like years and years after I'd come out and come oh. to terms with my sexuality and come to terms with like my family's very reli- my, my religious upbringing. It was like so healing to like we would call Wednesday nights church. Church. Because we would go mm-hmm. and see Tajma and she would always end with those gospel numbers. And it felt so healing to see her do like this queer person do these gospel numbers like so not ironically at all either mm-hmm. just like full yeah. out and was so beautiful it was her Dita Ritz and Nasha Lopez were my yes, first ma'am. was my first drag show <laughs> um, yes. and it was just all pre-drag race and like um, I, I I could I it was spoiled from then on yeah um, because what a fucking show that was those Wednesday nights with Taj Mahal at Hydrate were like just absolutely iconic yes and uh, that was the night that I actually wound up taking over when I did my first weekly show there, um, Hashtag Face, was on Wednesdays. That was yes. such a fun show. That was, that. I know, what a time. I, like, think about um, good old Hashtag Face and, like, just getting, just turned up on a Wednesday night at Hydrate, just getting people to come out in the middle of the week and just have, like, a good old fun drag show. It was great. You know, did it with Kelly Lauren and Ruby D and Mercedes Tyler. Those were the rotating girls. It was a, it was such a good time. It's such a good time. Chicago drag is it. It's literally it. I'm so glad that it's getting a little bit more of a spotlight this season um, because, uh, you know, other than when you've been on, it definitely gets slept on, I think, in a lot of other seasons. And it's so, I love, I fucking love those, vi- the videos that, the two videos that have been released of mm-hmm. just all the Chicago drag queens um, yes. have been so, so much fun to see. And it's like, yes, like remind everybody that these local girls are out there doing the thing. Um, it's so cool. 
Yes. I, I just like, and it's like a scene that is growing so vibrantly and so quickly. And it's so nice to see all these budding queens come up and for them to feel supported by this community. Because I, I feel like that's what's cute about it. It has this Midwest sensibility where, you know, everyone just kind of wants to help encourage and foster each other. So that's really cute. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of how... That's a little bit how like the stand up scene was in Chicago too, because it's like it's it's everything like it's very similar to New York but smaller, you know, and so everything is a little bit more tight knit. Everything is a little bit less cutthroat. No, but it does feel like when you're in Chicago doing art, like it's for you and it's for your community, and it's less, you know, it's less for um, you know the industry writ large whatever that means and so you're able to focus a little bit more and just like be able to it feels more authentic when you're especially when you're starting out to just not be distracted by you know some you know the industry being in the audience or anything like that it's just for you and your community it's amazing it's the best incubator for art no matter what the art you're trying to do is it's theater music drag whatever like go to chicago if you're if you're in the midwest like go to Chicago and start there because it is such a beautiful place to start. It really is. It really is like a really good little incubator. And uh, speaking of people, move, I because I, I feel like so many of my friends have now like relocated to LA. So many people are just, I mean, Maxwell um, from Chicago relocated to good old sunny Los Angeles and has been out there for how long now? Um, I'm going like my sixth time around. I was literally about to say, I was like, it's almost, I was like, I was about to say about six years. Yeah. I mean, I did my stint in Hawaii, but I, uh, I had to come here. It was, it was time. I forgot how, wait, how long were you in Hawaii again? That was a, that was a moment. That was a time. It was literally a moment. It was four months. I was opening (laughs) Scarlet Honolulu. It wanted to be, I wanted it to be a year-long journey oh on the God. island. Scarlet but Scarlet um, Honolulu. Oh yeah. <laughs> the largest bar in the state of Hawaii, and it is a gay bar. So uh, go off to them. It's huge. Yeah, it is so huge. You've performed there, right? Um. Yes, I did once back in... Oh my gosh. I want to say 20, 2017 now. So, oh my God, has it almost been... Four years since I performed there. But well, you need to go back and you'll call me and I'll come with. I need to work. go to that club. You should come too, Joel. Have you been I to should, Hawaii? Yeah. Maybe I'll do a show there. Yes. If it's absolutely. that big. Oh, there's room. There's room for plenty of shows. Like, you, like girl, there's a whole, there's like a whole like dollhouse set up, like built into this club. But they it's painted. like human size. It's wild. It's wild. the The disco ball is a a, a mannequin on a surfboard, but <laughs> the, it's covered in like disco tiles. So it's like somebody. So it's I covered insane. that. I worked on covering she that. It? Wow. I, I did. I, <laughs> did you stone that, was actually, that, that disco ball? I did stone that surfboard and mannequin, and that was actually one of the last things I did on the <laughs> island of Hawaii. Um, I was like, this college degree does not glue stones to a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that was like my college degree. I mean, listen, and that is no. great for you. I'm sure it was, you probably did it much nicer places than the hot loft I was working in, but it's okay. We love Hawaii and I love that bar. I cannot wait till I feel comfortable on an airplane to go uh, pop it at the club there because it's beautiful. Lowest positivity rate in the nation right now is in Hawaii too, in terms of states. So 
Even lower than LA? It's yeah, they're the ones who are beating us right now, but we have we have the second lowest compared to um Hawaii. And it's just LA, right? We're considered like mm-hmm. our own state. Yeah, exactly. Just LA. Yeah, yeah just. just LA's rates are so low. <laughs> we failed so good. It's basically gone here. That's it's it. It's like you kn- I mean, we were That's worried about y'all for a moment, but yeah. it, like look at how it just really just came well, full I think, circle. I think the reason our positivity rate is so low is because everybody got it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> everybody got it, and now there's no one left to get it. So, and everybody else got vaccinated. So we're I doing love, all right now. But I love hearing you say it's almost over because I was at the gay beach this weekend and everybody. Girl, same. And it was every, like, COVID, what? People like, were, people <laughs> were walking up to each other being like, because I'm still like, elbows, hugs, what? And people were like, can we kiss? And I was like, ah! I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Oh my no, goodness, no, no. the Just homosexuals. Hugs. Yes. Like, we're always please. two steps ahead, even when we shouldn't be. We're always like ready, just like starved for touch. It's been a, it's been a crazy year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then some. Well, we are going to take a quick little break. And when we come back, we are going to continue chatting with our girl, Joel Kim Booster. We'll be right back. I mean, so obviously, we love the fashions. Can we say legendary from Top Model? There's so many amazing moments, photo shoots, runways that have blossomed into so many beautiful ideas and inspiration for people like myself. So we think that it's really fun to have our guests play a little game that we like to call what are you wearing? Okay, so what we are going to do, Joel, in this game called What Are You Wearing? What's going to happen is we are going to give you a scenario. And you're allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine to the clearance bin at Goodwill to imaginary pieces that you make up in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. Oh, boy. Okay. Think you can handle it? I think I can handle it, yeah. Okay, work. I'm so in love with this one. So, it's our 20-year high school reunion. And you're trying to let everyone know that you've really glowed up since leaving our small hometown in the middle of Illinois. The reunion is happening in the fall. So they have it all at the local corn farm with scarecrows and corn mazes. Joel, what are you wearing? I think for me, like, I'm not, like, I'm going to sort of ignore, like, if I'm going back to our high school, Mm -hmm. and even though it's going to be at a corn maze, like, I'm going to stunt on these fucking hoes, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so I, I think back to... Um, I did a press event a couple years ago where I got to wear this um, Timo Wayland corset that Ooh. he made for um, for men. Yes, um, sort of laced up. I tits out. It's mm-hmm. at the corn maze, so mm-hmm. wearing that corset, and then just like a pair of like Daniel Fletcher like 
um, dress shorts, you know, with Ooh. like um, some dress shoes with the socks pulled up with some garters as well. Ooh. So that is like, it's still outdoor. It's still for summer. It's still for mm-hmm. the corn maze, but it is like high fashion, very um, formal at the same time. Oh, I love that. I Editorial love that. girl. Editorial at the corn maze. Yes. Okay. Ooh, okay. Editorial at the corn What am Shay, I? Shay, what are you wearing? Uh, okay. I'm thinking about it. What am I wearing? Just in case I get lost in this corn maze like I did that time in Lakewood Falls. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm just going to go with... Um, Ooh, okay, I know. I'm just going to go into uh, Rihanna's closet from her archives. And I'm going to pull out the um, black and white leg of mutton sleeve tuxedo that she wore to the Met Ball, which was the first appearance that she made after everything that went down with Chris Brown. And it had this like really high ruffle collar, this big black bow tie. I believe it's by Victor and Rolf. Um, but to me, it's it, it, it seems just like very like proper autumnal out in a corn maze. Um, and I feel like big shoulders um, tell people that you mean business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 what I would um, wear. And and for um, the hair, just a really tall, tall like top knot almost like a cone mm-hmm. kind of like lady gaga's hair at the end of paparazzi just like yes man. yeah maxwell i mean you are from you're from aurora yes so- i i graduated at north my graduation was in dekalb at northwestern <laughs> university yeah so not 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 far if you were to be um attending um what would you be wearing I would probably go, like, I would definitely want to stunt on hose as well. I would probably go something, like, very Versace-like, like, male Versace, like, V-neck, Miami, but, like, meets, like, Kim Kardashian in Miami. So I'd be, like, very, have crunchy hair, wet. I would look very moist and wet and crunchy <laughs> hair and bronze. I would be, like, very bronze with, like, a low V-neck, lots of chest hair, maybe a printed pant. <laughs> some sort of leather shoe I definitely couldn't afford and I would just be like oh yeah I do this podcast with Shea Coulee I don't know it's just yeah like, it goes LA's without so saying exhausting. that we'd all be wearing clothes that we couldn't afford yeah well, oh wait this is the fantasy we can all afford these clothes right 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 you know that's what that's you know like, I mean I think even no in limits. my fantasies I can't afford it but I appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> think even my own dreams are probably still outside my bank account but that's okay <sighs> Um, yeah. Joel, who are we going to make jealous at this reunion? Like, are we going to, is there a boy we're going to try to stunt on with this corseted look? You know, there's there's really no one from high school that I feel the need to make jealous because I'm sure they already are. You know, um, <laughs> there's there's really nobody. There's this one boy who was straight when we were in high school, but since came out, um, who is like very... Um, like blue lives matter and i would like i would i would want to make him as uncomfortable as possible so not jealous but uncomfortable with sort of the gender performance i think would be sort of where i would go with it, with with that so who joel would you go with you know um you know currently single um 
not necessarily looking but open um i would probably take i would probably take mm, for old time's sake i would like to take Emily Fitzpatrick, my junior prom date, um, and um, one of the OG hags of my life, um, who also went to high school with us. Yeah, definitely. Can, did you? Did you? Do you remember when I posted about the drama in my actual ten-year high school reunion um, Facebook group that was about no. me? No, because they were like posting tickets, and I commented at one point, like, "Hey, like, I'm really excited. Hope I can make it." And someone as like pretty much half joking because this was a couple years ago was like oh aren't you too famous to come and they were being sweet and i was like haha thank you and then somebody wrote underneath that i don't think he's that famous and then it spiraled into a 300 comment like back and forth between this one girl and all these other people defending me being like he's absolutely famous haven't you seen any of the blogs and newspapers that he's been featured in which is (laughs) humiliating it's like, please stop helping because that is not helping at all. It is very embarrassing for you to say, scream about the blogs and newspapers <laughs> I've been featured in. Um, and then like people kept being like, and then it just, it, spir- it, it became not about me. And it became like this girl, Alicia, who was the instigator, who was like, I don't think he's that famous, was like, somebody else came into the thread and was like, I didn't stand up for Alicia when, I, when we were in high school as much as I should have, so I'm going to stand up for her now. I also don't think Joel is famous. Was <laughs> no. Like, I was like, why? I was like, I did not ask for any of this. Please stop. Uh, I was just trying to RSVP. I just <laughs> said, maybe, jeez. Did you go? Um, no. <laughs> I was going to say, after all that, I mean, I don't know if I would go either. That would no, be quite a lot. I, 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 I didn't go to my 10 year. I don't know if they had one, to be perfectly honest. I remember that there was a Facebook group. Um, and I remember looking at a few people's responses, I never responded myself. I never wrote anything in there. I was just trying to see, like, if, like, my homies were going off and they'd be like, yeah, I'll mm-hmm. be there. And then I, you know, and I hadn't seen it. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I feel like 20 years is, like, definitely would, would definitely be a time where I'd be like, yeah, let's go back uh, to Plainfield and see um, what's popping, you know? Joel, That's we have fine. until then to outdo Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> no small feat. One of us has to get nominated for an Oscar, um, and then we can go back. Okay. Did you guys graduate together in the same class? No. Jaron graduated a year after I did. Yeah, a year after. Got it. Because I was like, wouldn't you be in the same Facebook group? Shay, how did you miss not, like, tune into the drama? Because <laughs> I would have been, trust me, I would have been popping been off popping in there, off, too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Joel is definitely more famous than all of you. I'd be Alicia. like, yeah, shut up. What are you doing, Alicia? <laughs> I didn't think so. A thousand followers on Pinterest is not that famous either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, it has been so much fun reminiscing with you, Joel. That I know, what a blast. I, I know, it's been amazing. Have you had fun? I've had a, I've had such a fucking blast. Like, when it, when else am I going to be able to talk about any of this shit? Like, I just hope they ha- the people listening had fun. I know. I really hope you guys do. Um, please um, write in and tell us um, if you loved this show. Um, if you didn't, you can kindly take that comment and shove it right up your... <laughs> Somebody add that in there later. 
Um, uh, yeah, that's all the time that we have for today. Joel, can you please tell all of our listeners where they can find you? Yeah, and they can find me on all social media at I Hate Joel Kim. Um, that's where I live, and you can see all of my shit there. And uh, listen to my podcast, Urgent Care. Everything's work. Thanks for listening. And if you have any top model facts or questions for me, Maxwell, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Next week, we will continue our journey into season two of Top Model. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Maxwell Spazito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna Wanna Be be On Top? Wanna Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 